Hey, grown-ups, warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factor's no prep, no mess meals. Factor has a menu of chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factor's fresh, never frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. So, no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Head to factormeals.com slash tales50. That's T-A-L-E-S 5-0. And use code tales50 to get 50% off your first box, plus 20% off your next month. That's code tales50 at factormeals.com. Dot com slash tales 50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Hey grown-ups, I have something exciting to share with you. There's a brand new kids podcast out now that I think you're going to love. It's called Mysteries About True Histories. This show is perfect if you love adventures, solving riddles, and maybe even some wacky math problems. But I need a little help from some new friends to tell you more. Max and Molly, take it away. From the creators of Who Smarted, Starglow Media comes a brand new podcast called Mysteries About True Histories. Uh, does that sound serious enough? Uh, Max, we only have 30 seconds for this promo. Just tell them how your mysterious aunt recruited us into a secret order of problem solvers who travel time and have epic adventures. I don't have to. You just did. Catch new episodes of Mysteries About True Histories every Thursday on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, Tailblazers. I'm Rebecca Cunningham, and this is Girl Tales, a kids' podcast of feminist stories for a new generation. Before we get started, I want to send a very special shout-out to Riley Grace. Riley, thank you so much for listening to Girl Tales. Grown-ups, Girl Tales is brought to you by families like yours. If you would like to hear your child's name at the top of our next episode, head to patreon.com slash girltales and donate today. Now on to our episode. This is Captain Ahab. Enjoy! I'd like to tell you about a friend of mine. Her name was Ahab. Oh, Captain Ahab. She'd be upset with me if I left the captain part out. Although... My friend Captain Ahab was upset at just about everything. This story takes place years ago, when I was just out of school. I was old enough to get a job, but I wasn't exactly sure what I wanted to do for work. I knew I wanted to see the world. It was so big and there were so many amazing places I wanted to visit outside of freshwater. Don't get me wrong, I loved this town, and it would always be my home, but now felt like the perfect time in my life to branch out and see the world. Plus, I loved the ocean. The smell of salt water, the sounds of waves crashing, and the cry of seagulls. 
I could get used to those things every day. So, with my parents' blessing, I decided to head to the seaport in New York City to see if I could get a job that would lead me to the ocean. As soon as I got to the seaport, I was amazed by a great big ship that was docked there. It looked so out of place. Like it was something straight from the past. I was amazed. It was a beauty. It was the size of a house. No, even bigger than that. It was the size of my whole school back in Freshwater. I could see the name written on the side of it. Pequod. Real ships have names, of course, and this ship was no different. I was amazed that something so big could float on the ocean so effortlessly. I must have looked pretty amazed, too, because I could see someone looking at me, laughing from the deck of the ship. (laughs) She grabbed a rope from the ship's sail and swung down, landing a few feet away from me with a graceful plop. It was Captain Ahab. She's a beauty, ain't she? The captain asked. She really is, I replied. As big as my school back home. Well, we have room for one more. You looking for work? Captain Ahab asked and gave me a smile as she reached out her hand. I shook it. And just like that, I started work on board the Pequod. Captain Ahab was nice enough to me and to everyone who worked on that ship. But I do think that handshake was the very last time I saw her smile. She just sort of had a grouchy way about her, always kind of scowling and looking off anxiously at the sea. But she really knew her way around that boat, and I was excited to learn all that I could from her. It took us a few days to get the Pequod ready, but pretty soon it was time for us to set sail. I was giving the deck a final swab before we took off when Captain Ahab came out from her quarters. Hey, Captain, question for you, I said. Answer for you, Rebecca, she replied. Where are we setting sail to? Why, we're off to find Moby Dick, of course, the captain replied. Moby Dick? Who's that? I asked her. How many days you've been on the ship and you don't even know what we're here doing? Captain Ahab scoffed. Moby Dick is a whale, but not just any whale, mind you. Moby Dick is the biggest, meanest, scariest whale in all the ocean. You see this here scar on my face? I hadn't thought much of it, but when Captain Ahab pointed it out, there was a very long scar running down the left side of her face. That whale tried to sink this ship, Captain Ahab continued. Almost did too if a storm hadn't swept in just in time to scare her off first. But she knocked me clear off the deck 
and I got this scar on my way down. She had it in for me, that Moby Dick. But we'll see who gets the last laugh. What do you mean? I asked her. This ship sets sail to track down Moby Dick first thing in the morning, she said. The deck looks great, kid. You go get a night's sleep. We are up at first light. <laughs> and we were. The next day, we set sail bright and early. And it was the start of the most amazing adventure. It took years, but we traveled the whole world in that boat. We saw schools of dolphins swimming along in the Pacific Ocean. We dove for clams and mussels in the Atlantic and found beautiful, beautiful treasure on the ocean floor. We made friends with a neighboring ship in the Indian Ocean and traded stories about our hometowns deep into the night. In the Arctic Ocean, we bundled up and waved hello to all of the seals floating by on the blocks of ice. We saw so many beautiful places, sea creatures, and people. It was truly one of the most exciting times in my life. I cannot tell you enough how important it is to travel and to see the world if you ever get the chance. And yet, while we were swimming with the dolphins and trading stories on the Indian Ocean, Captain Ahab paced the deck. She kept staring off into the horizon, looking through her collapsible telescope, back and forth, across the great blue expanse. Captain, come join us. The water is great. I'd invite her. You go, you go. I have to keep my eyes peeled for Moby Dick. She'd respond. Captain, we found treasure on the ocean floor again. I'd say, tossing a jeweled crown her way. She would barely give it a glance before tossing it back at me and then looking back out over the ocean once again. It was years of travel, and while they were some of the greatest adventures of my life, I could see Captain Ahab getting angrier and sadder every day. We had searched every ocean on Earth twice, and still we had not seen a single glimpse of the elusive Moby Dick. That is, until one day, we did. It was a bit stormy, and all the crew was playing cards below deck, trying to stay dry and keep from being seasick. The whole ship was rocking back and forth terribly with the waves. Everyone except Captain Ahab, of course. She was out on the ship's deck, looking out to sea. I had three jacks in my hand, and I was feeling pretty cool, when all of a sudden, we heard the captain shouting. There she blows, she shouted. All hands on deck, I can see her, Moby Dick, to the starboard side. We all rushed out onto the deck, eager to see what Captain Ahab was shouting about. We'd never actually gotten to see Moby Dick before. 
Could this really be her? But the waves were getting strong and kept breaking against the side of the ship. Water was flying across the deck, and it was hard to see anything at all. Quick, that way! The captain shouted. Woman the sails! After her! You won't get away this time, Moby Dick! I rushed my position on the far starboard side of the ship, hoping the wind would catch us and we would take off. And did we ever. The wind was rushing in the storm and we were really moving, riding waves all the way up to the peak and then crashing down after. Then as we sailed, I thought I saw something, a hint of translucent white in the ocean ahead of us. Whatever they were, they looked truly massive inside the crest of a wave. But they were also very fast. We chased them for what might have been hours or minutes. It was so much work keeping the boat afloat, and Captain Ahab had us going in this direction and that, trying to keep up with whatever she had spotted. Until finally, just when the storm was starting to calm down, we saw the gigantic sea creature starting to slow. She must be tired, Captain Ahab shouted over the sounds of the ocean. I think she's coming up to the surface. As I looked over the edge of the ship, I saw a giant white mass floating upwards. Almost like the whole ocean floor was rising up beneath the ship. And then, right in the middle of it, a great big eyeball blinked. That eyeball must have been the size of a boulder. It was easily the biggest eyeball I had ever seen. I heard a splash and turned around to see a tentacle pop out of the water on the other side of the ship. That was strange. I didn't know whales had tentacles. And then another and another. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven... Eight tentacles in all, as big as skyscrapers peeking out of the ocean around us. Wait a second, I said. That isn't Moby Dick, Captain. It's a giant. And before I could even get the word out, a giant octopus head popped up the side of our ship. Everyone froze. It was the biggest and most incredible sea creature we had seen on our entire journey. Nobody knew what to do. We had just been chasing that giant octopus for no good reason, but we did not want to hurt it. Eventually, I figured we needed to do something. So, I waved. A great big wave with both hands over my head. Hi, octopus! I shouted. And everyone looked at me like I had two heads all of a sudden. How are you? You seem super awesome. I love your tentacles. They are very neat. I don't think they can understand you, the captain started. Octopuses don't... But she stopped mid-word because all eight tentacles started to wave back. 
The crew erupted into applause and began waving and dancing. And with a wink of its eye, the octopus sank back down into the depth where it had come from, as quickly and mysteriously as it had arrived. The crew was all smiles after that. We had surely just witnessed the most amazing octopus the world had ever known. Everyone was just so happy. At least everyone except Captain Ahab. She seemed, as always, unhappy. That night, I knew I needed to step in. This was not the sort of issue which would resolve itself. We were so close. I thought we'd found her, I heard the captain saying to herself. Captain, I said, question for you. Answer for you, she replied as she always did. Which ocean is your favorite? I asked her. What do you mean? She replied. Which ocean do you like best? We've seen them all at this point, three times over. Which is your favorite? I asked her. Oh, I don't know, she said. They're all the same. That's the thing, they're not though, I replied. There are the amazing dolphins and creatures in the Pacific, the clams and mussels in the Atlantic. Never mind the treasure. The giant octopus we just met here in the Indian Ocean and the ice blocks and seals in the Arctic. They could not be any more different. What are you getting at here, Rebecca? Captain Ahab barked at me. My point is that we have been sailing the ocean for years, Captain, and I have had some of the best years of my life so far aboard this ship. It's all thanks to you. I started. We have seen beautiful places and we've met wonderful people. Today, we just came face to face with one of the most magnificent sea creatures any person has ever seen. And yet, every day, your frown seems to creep a little bit lower. You don't ever take a moment to notice all of the spectacular things that we get to see every day out here. Well, so what? She replied, growing frustrated with me. I've been captain of the ship for years. I've seen the ocean before. What I need to do is find that whale. What did you do before Moby Dick attacked your ship, Captain? I asked. What did I do? She asked, confused. Yeah, what did you set sail for before you were trying to find that whale? I continued. Well, I would explore, the captain replied. I traveled the world to try and find corners of the ocean that I hadn't seen before. I followed the winds and met new people and learned what we could from all the new places we'd found. With respect and with admiration, I was a peaceful explorer. I was an adventurer. And... What are you now? I asked, looking at the captain. She looked back at me, suddenly seeming so sad. What am I now? She repeated back. Rebecca, you're right. 
I haven't rested for a moment in years. And for what? It was all out of some deep anger, some need for revenge. Every day has been given to this whale. When I could have been giving each day back to my crew. When I could have been giving each day for myself. It's not too late, I replied, holding out my hand. Captain Ahab shook it, and for the first time in years, she looked at me and smiled. No more of this Moby Dick nonsense. From here on out, Captain Ahab will be sailing this ship on her terms once again. And that is when it all changed. Captain Ahab started joining us on our adventures, laughing and smiling as we'd swim with all of the sea creatures in the Pacific. She dove with us for clams, threw fish to the seals on their ice blocks, and was the life of the party the next time we traded stories with our fellow travelers in the Indian Ocean. Shortly after that night, we swung back around to the seaport in New York City. Unlike years past, it finally felt like my time on the Pequod was ready to come to an end. Thank you, Rebecca, Captain Ahab said to me as I got ready to disembark the ship one last time. I'm not sure what would have happened if I hadn't chosen to give up my resentment and stop looking for that whale. (laughs) But I don't think it would have been very good. I owe you many thanks. Thank you, Captain, I replied. Because of you, I got to explore the world, see the oceans, and learn a lot about how to live my life for myself. I'm sure we'll be seeing more of each other, she replied. Until next time, Captain. Until next time. That was Captain Ahab by Chad Shanai, produced by Megan Begala, and performed and executive produced by me, Rebecca Cunningham. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts, and hey, if you love this story, share it with a friend. Oh, and remember, I believe you, and I believe in you.